Hello everyone and welcome to a special holiday themed episode of Magical Streaming. My name is Amber. My name is Marie. And today we are talking about Full Court Miracle and Noel, two holiday themed movies that were never released in theaters. Uh, Full Court Miracle is a DCOM Disney Channel original movie that was released in 2003 and Noel is a Disney Plus original movie that was released in 2019. Obviously, Noel focuses on Christmas yeah. and Full Court Miracle focuses on Hanukkah. We're going to start out with Full Court Miracle. I will say there's not going to be a lot of history or trivia. Yeah, there's not much of anything really. Um, I personally don't have strong opinions. It's harder when you don't have like a very strong opinion about something because then there's really not as much to discuss but we're gonna try to make this uh an episode yeah it's gonna be an episode all right it's not gonna be a long one but well that's not our fault so <laughs> full court miracle premiered on november 21st 2003 i was 10 years old and I wasn't watching it the first night that it came out, but I did watch it uh, either when I was 10 or the next year when I was 11. Hanukkah that year wasn't until uh, mid to late December, so it came out in plenty of time for people to watch it before Hanukkah started. The synopsis for Full Court Miracle is Marie's jurisdiction. So How is it? Tell us, tell us about it. Alright, so synopsis for Full Court Miracle as found on Disney Plus, per the norm, goes as follows. When a group of young Jewish basketballers find their team in a slump, they call upon former college basketball star Lamont Carr to help. As boys go between the court and the classroom, they begin drawing parallels to Lamont's background and the Hanukkah story of Judah. Believing that they have some heavenly help on their side, the team must prepare to be the David in a tournament of Goliath. Of Goliaths. How dramatic. Well. Of, like... They spend a lot of this movie drawing parallels between biblical... Torial? Torah? I don't know. If something... It comes from the Bible, it's biblical, biblical but it, from, from the, the Torah, Torah, it's torical? I don't know. I'm not sure. Hit us up at Magical Streaming on Instagram or Stream the Magic on Twitter and let us know. Yeah, because I guess this is also part of the Bible in the Old Testament. Um, David, David and Goliath, Goliath is, but... Yeah, no, I'm not talking about... Judah the, Maccabee? No, no, not I, so much. Of course. No. Unless. I was, I was talking... Well... Who knows? Uh, well, not who knows. Some people definitely know. Some people know. We're not knowledgeable. Uh, but no, I was specifically referring to the David and Goliath David and Goliath, That's yes. in the Bible. Yes, it is. Anyway. This has been Religion 101 with Amber and Marie. <laughs> David and, and Goliath. And you are failing the class because of us. <laughs> in the Bible. Uh, probably in the Torah, too, uh, based on I, this. I would assume. So... The film centers around 13, 14, something. I think teenager. it's 14. Teenager. Young teenager, Alex, who is small and Jewish and plays basketball. And there you have it. Their team is bad. 
but they've got a tournament coming up and they are somehow in this tournament yeah the only reason they are in this tournament must be like because they're hosting the game because they're not just bad they're They're, really bad they're really bad like i i would be at home on this team (laughs) because i sometimes can make a basket that's about it i in gym class had to do tests like skills tests oh yeah but we also had written tests and I passed Jim because of the written, the written test. Because let me tell y'all, when we had our skills tests, um, you would get skills for basketball specifically if you had the correct form. Mm-hmm. I never did. Yep. But also, you would make a bonus point if you made a basket. <laughs> Which you didn't either. I made one basket. So my score was like 10%. <laughs> I was really, really bad. And I'm kind of tall for a girl i'm five eight so people like would think you're good like not great but you know okay at basketball because you're tall i'm not so or volleyball i'm just not good at sports but these short basketball players (laughs) need a lot of help a lot of help so what happens is they see lamont carr who is a former college basketball star as stated in the whatchamacallit synopsis synopsis he's a real person Lamont Carr was a real person unfortunately he very tragically died uh in July 2017 he was only 64 his age is tragical we don't know how he died so well it's tragic it's tragic if you're 64 and you die that's tragic so he was a real person he did in fact coach basketball at a Jewish school he did blow out his knee and that's why he couldn't play professionally Professionally. so there is a lot of true elements to this story yes and he did um consult on the movie and he he saw it and apparently he was very pleased with the result and uh i did see somewhere where he talked about walking in on set with these boys these actors who also didn't know squat about basketball (laughs) but apparently he enjoyed the experience and he was very proud of the movie and the result of it that's good that's that's nice to hear um the movie does parallel a lot the story of judah maccabee which as a young child when this came out i didn't know much about hanukkah and i definitely didn't know much about judah maccabee so this movie helped me learn the basics of Hanukkah because essentially all it is is an allegory for Hanukkah in 2003 with a basketball backdrop pretty much so it it is quite educational and there's not a lot of well educational educational in a sense of if you know nothing about Hanukkah. If you need the base. If you need a, an easy to understand base, Full Court Miracle has you covered. If you want a Hanukkah for dummies, there Hanukkah you have it. 101. Because they, like, the teacher comes along and is teaching classes on Hanukkah, and you hear about it, and he's got to take a test. So you hear a lot about, yeah. about Hanukkah's origins and about Judah Maccabee. 
and there's just a lot of parallels drawn. Um, at times, the main character, Alex, imagines himself in like full desert robes playing basketball against the other team. It's always, Who are soldiers. Yeah, it's always very dramatic. Um, Which is not to be unexpected out of a Disney Channel original movie. It's I like it. My favorite thing is um, at the end... There is a rap song which features this dreidel, 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 as part of the backdrop, which is uh, magical. I have nothing to say to this, um, <laughs> except maybe I think I want a divorce. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Because here's the thing, uh, in case you haven't figured out by me saying I knew nothing about Kronika, I'm not Jewish, but... There are not a lot of Hanukkah movies out there. And there are not a lot of... Hanukkah songs. Hanukkah songs. There are not a lot of anything, actually. Um, So I think it's nice that Disney did put together one singular Hanukkah-themed decom. Out of how many Christmas movies they've made throughout... Of course. ...the existence of the studios, but... Right. Yeah. There is something to be said about that, but it's nice that they have one. I think it's... Yeah, because I guess it's not just them. It's everything, everybody. There's right. really just there's not a... a lot of Hanukkah. It's not specifically Disney. There's a Rugrats Hanukkah special. Um, and there was... Disney also had a... Even Stevens um, Hanukkah episodes... And the Proud family had a Kwanzaa episode, but pretty much everybody else was always Christmas episodes. So it was kind of nice as a small child to see, oh, there's something else there out is there. something else out there. And I have access to it the same as I have access to all the decom Christmas movies. So I think it serves a nice purpose. I think it's it's a decom. It's going to be cheesy. It obviously ends with them winning the game even though spoiler alert they were terrible (laughs) for a movie that came out in 2003 (laughs) nobody saw it coming nobody i thought they were gonna lose full court miracle the miracle is they still lost even after all the help they got (laughs) i mean okay when you factor how terrible they were at the beginning of the movie and the fact that this entire movie takes place over the course of two weeks yeah just making it to the finals of the tournament would be a miracle, okay? Like, this could have been a bring-it-on kind of situation if the other team hadn't been full of so many jerks. And it would have still been like, you know what? Second place, that is great for you guys. This is, like, that is higher true. than what you should have aimed to attain. There is no realistic way that they really could have won when they were so bad and had so little time to improve. I maybe the greatness was inside of them all along. Oh god. Which is clearly the message of the movie besides miracles. Yes, you have to find happen. you have to find him within yourself. Because this entire time he's looking at Lamont being like this guy is the reincarnation of Judah. Judah? Judas yeah. is the one that right. killed Jesus. Sorry. He didn't kill Jesus, I know. Please don't at me. Um, <laughs> he betrayed him. 
Or like, actually, they're not even saying he's a reincarnation. They're saying he's a straight up ghost. He's a straight up ghost. Straight up ghost of Judah Maccabee. Um, Because, you know, what spices up a decom more than a ghost? (laughs) A ghost of a religious figure. Yeah, so no, it's just... If the other team had been nicer and they had just made it to be like in second place that would have been a valid miracle in my opinion <laughs> but i guess they had to win I, well to be fair the miracle is not about winning the game no it is about the generator <laughs> i mean okay let's be clear them winning is directly still tied. a miracle <laughs> well it's all directly tied but it's like that is not a normal happenstance that's true but they won, and good things all abound. Yep, so let's... Uh, not really a villain ranking here, because the other team's a jerk. They're bullies. The true bullying the, is the coach oh, on the coach. other team. Yeah, like, he is terrible. Who put that man in charge of children? He not is... because he's mean to his own team, but because he should not be a role model to he's anyone. not teaching fair play at all no he's such a jerk i was so mad at him like straight up calling they a timeout well i don't he didn't call the timeout did he one of the no. players did but he was just like watching his and watch. he's counting down on his watch and that should not be allowed it's uh wait didn't you watch the good place and they talk about the same what? On The Good Place, it's not about calling a timeout, but running the clock down. Uh, Jason mentions that it's a strategy to run the clock down. Yeah, yeah, but that's still a jerk move at the very end. I know, I agree. So, But also you... it depends on the game, because not every... I feel like there are... Well, actually, I don't know anything about sports. I don't sports. know anything about sports. The, do they really keep... No, they don't keep the clock running when you call a timeout. Yes, they... Not in basketball. Maybe they do in football, because the clock runs for everything in football, practically. Right. Maybe. Again, I know nothing of sports. Anyway. Anyway. It's jerk move. So, our hot take... Are we actually ranking him as a villain? Our our hot take here is that coach should not be allowed to coach. No. My other hot take, like, listen. It's a nice story about acceptance and you know being willing to uh let people into your lives that don't necessarily share your values or your beliefs but straight up they don't know that guy and he just out of nowhere gets a job as a like is that really how teachers get their jobs just walk off the street and we're like hey i'm good at this i know it's not I mean, maybe, maybe that's how coaches get their jobs. Don't add us if you're a coach. <laughs> Don't but, add us if you're a teacher. No, you have to. I had a teacher who had who went to school specifically to be a gym teacher, and then he taught English. Well, let's see. Well, you know. So I guess teaching is just all over the place. Also, his mom kind of a jerk. Also, like, well, not a jerk. I but. Stop pushing your dream on your children, people. Just because you want to be something or because you 
think you know what is best for them. Like, yes, you should encourage them to always do their best. And if they're not studying, then yeah, you could probably get on their case and be like, hey, you should still try at least. Like, you know, if you're, if, if he really, really, really tried and studied a lot and still got low grades, it's like, well, you gave it your all. But if you're not trying at all, that's a different story. Anyway, point is, you can push people to become doctors. <laughs> Marie's hot take is, you can't push people to become doctors. You can't push them to become anything. They should be able to become what they want to become. And just because that's your idea of success, success that doesn't mean that's the only... Which does become a bit of a plot point in the movie, but it, it's not the only way you can attain happiness and fulfillment in your life. So that's what I have to say on that. You've got a lot to say. Um, My hot take is we need more songs to just have rapping Okay, words. we're done with this. I want it for everything. Like, pillow, pillow. I do love seeing actors in like movies that I'm like, hey, I know this person. How'd they end up there? Because Cassie Steele is obvious. Like, how did she end up in a Disney? Because it was filmed in Toronto. Oh, it was. Yes, the movie was filmed in Toronto, and you can see the CN Tower in some of the establishing shots that they used, even though it's supposed to be Pennsylvania. I did not notice that at all. But that explains why Cassie Steele was in the movie. You got that right. So, (laughs) what are you giving for a ranking here? You know I'm going to go low because, listen, I appreciate what this movie tries to do because, like you mentioned, there's not a lot of Hanukkah movies out there. There should definitely be more. However, I'm not a sports movie. Well, I'm not a sports person in general. Yes. Uh, my highest level of sports appreciation is the all-star sports at Disney World. <laughs> But I'm not a sports person. Uh, The only time I really enjoy watching sports on TV is the Olympics. And even then, not all disciplines. And sports movies, not my jam. That's actually Space Jam, one of the movies that I enjoy that's themed around sports. uh, Along with the Mighty Ducks and a league of their own. That's about it. So, also because, again, I I really dug myself into a hole when I gave Snow White such a low ranking because it's not so much that I changed my mind about how much I appreciate Snow White. You should. It just doesn't really give me much room to... It's your own fault for not showing proper appreciation to the movie that started it all, and you're being punished for it. Okay, well, it just means that I have to give a lot of really low rankings, because, again, it's not that I'm realizing that I like Snow White more than I thought, it's just I'm realizing there's a lot of movies I like less than Snow White. Uh, So I'm going to give this one a 2.5. I am going to give it a solid five. Middle of the road movie, taught me about Hanukkah, has the dreidel, dreidel, dreidel in it. And, you know, I I love a good feel-good story. I love a good cheesy movie. So, 
It's a five. It's a solid five. I'm... I would like to point out that a five out of ten is not a solid grade. That's a failing grade. Well. Just, just because it's the median doesn't mean it's a good grade. It's a solid five for me. I stand by what I said. All right. Rewatchability. I'm not watching it again. Okay, well, for once, I'm going to be higher than Maria. I'd watch this Hanukkah time. Yeah, see, the thing is... I don't watch it on Hanukkah. I'm not a big, cheesy movie person in general. I get a lot of secondhand embarrassment from watching embarrassing moments. There was no embarrassment. Well, there's not, but it's that's a predominant thing in cheesy movies, is there's always going to be a point where you're like... This character is doing something that's incredibly awkward. That's going to put them in a position where they are embarrassed. And I feel embarrassed for them. And it makes me feel vastly uncomfortable. So for that reason, I'm not a big fan of cheesy movies. So that paired with the fact that I'm not a big fan of sports movies. It just kind of doesn't go hand in hand. There are some Disney Channel original movies that I enjoy. This is not one of them. Okay, well, I'm going to watch it on Hanukkah. You do what you do. So that leaves us with our next movie, Noel. Yes, Noel, which premiered specifically for the Disney Plus platform. And so here is the synopsis as found on there. Chris Kringle's daughter is full of Christmas spirit, but wishes she could do something important like her brother Nick, who will take over for their father this Christmas. When Nick is about to crumble like a gingerbread cookie from all the pressure, Noelle suggests he takes a break and get away. But when he doesn't return, Noelle must find her brother and bring him back in time to save Christmas. Um, one of the things about this movie is when it actually started in production or when they started planning the movie, uh, it was supposed to have a th- uh, theatrical release. Mm. But when they then were talking more about the plans for Disney+, Plus, they decided to instead postpone the film and the release so that it could go out with the streaming platform to give the platform itself more value because... You know, I'm sure they would have had a lot of people sign up just for the content that they produce in general and that they have produced in the past. That's not always easy to find, um, especially for people who enjoy things from the Disney Channel or Disney Channel original movies, because most of those don't make it to DVD. Right. So, you know, I, I personally, I know I would have signed up for it just for the fact that you have their entire library accessible and with the Marvel and the Star Wars and everything. But you still have to try and pull in other people with original content. And this is what they decided to do with this one. Um, Do we have really history on Noel? Not so much? No, not really. There's a little bit of trivia. There's not a lot of it. Um, It's... Which is not unfrequent for movies that have come out more recently and especially direct to streaming platform, I guess now we would say, uh, releases. Um, It was supposed to be named Nicole, so I guess the character's name 
originally it was going to be Nicole. They changed it to Noel in order to ramp up the Christmas theme of the movie, which I, I don't mind the change, but that change was not necessary for that purpose because Christmas <laughs> is everywhere this is, in this you, movie. You There's really no... You can't miss it. You cannot. Uh, there's a few hidden Mickeys in the movie. You can find it on the floor tiles, which actually I noticed right away and I pointed out to you. Yes. They're pretty she did. they're pretty hard to miss. Um also it's on the coat of arms at the beginning of the movie over the fireplace. Um there's also a Duffy Bear and a Shelly May Bear yes. in the store later on when she's in the freezer. Yes. And then they walk past uh, a shelf on which there is a Duffy Bear and a Shelly May Bear. Um they did have let me see. For this one, yeah, there's just not a lot of trivia again. Um, Anna Kendrick actually was, I love, she, I love Anna Kendrick. Um, she was, she wanted to start in the film because she had always wanted to be part of a holiday feature. So That's this nice. is, this is a first Christmas movie for her, I'm pretty sure. Right. And, you know, she's the title character, so that's great. Um, also the, the rib that she sings to summon her flying reindeer is the same she sang in Into the Woods. That's where it's from. That's why it was familiar. Yep. When she summons the birds in Into the Woods, Mm -hmm. she sings the same little song. Uh, and another fact that I found was kind of cute, uh, is when she's in Phoenix and they... She has to disguise her reindeer as a dog. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't have to disguise it as a dog, but she does. And calls him Rover, which is the same name that the elves use in the year without Santa Claus. Oh! When they disguise Vixen yeah. into a dog, and then they say the name is Rover. There you go. Yeah, That is that was, cute. That was a cute little... Aside, another cute little aside that they did is refer to the reindeers as having potentially Lyme disease, which Tim Allen's right. character, Scott Calvin, does in, in the, the Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Um, so yeah, they're, you know, cute little... Nods to, nods, other, Disney yeah, mo- uh, exactly. to other Christmas movies. And Disney movies that you find in there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it in terms of... Trivia, again, just not really not really a lot of uh, notable facts in there. What did you think about Noelle? I loved Noelle. I thought it was very sweet. I, um, it was predictable, but I mm-hmm. love a good predictable Christmas movie. They, the thing that I enjoy about cheesy movies... Um, is the guarantee that it's going to have a happy ending? Is the happy ending, and also... You, you're going to feel good while watching it. You know it's going to be a feel-good movie. You put it on because you want some light fluff. It's not going to be a movie that makes you feel distraught and traumatized for years and yeah. to come. No, it's just some it's good, It's not seeking fun. a friend for the end of the world. Seeking a friend for the end of the world destroyed me. It did. If If anybody has seen that movie, it's just... It's hard to watch him. Like, 
it's, it's hard to watch a movie when you know there's no potential like happy outcome or because human nature makes you still reach for that hope that things right. are going to be okay. Right, and Noel guarantees on that promise. Yes, it is it a it's not a poignant piece of art that you're going to be thinking about that's going to linger with you and change your life. But you know what it is going to do? For an hour and 40 minutes, it's going to make you happy. It's going to make you smile. It's going to make you feel good. And it's going to put in the, yeah, in the holiday mood. Okay, it's still going to make you mad a little bit. Because those other people in the Christmas village are total jerks. Like, how Oh, we're in hot takes are... already. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, there's not a, lot of, uh, not a lot of facts. And usually the review comes after the hot takes. So I'm going right into the hot takes. The other villagers massive jerks like I okay there's gonna be some spoilers if you haven't watched Noel yet in this one because we're talking about the movie and that's what we does we talk about what happens in the movie so if you haven't seen Noel and you don't want to be spoiled I, I mean it's not Star Wars but <laughs> you can still Just... I don't judge you for not wanting spoilers on any level movie out there um, but yeah, so when she is like, she just told him, like, it's not her fault that he didn't come back. <laughs> and everyone is being so mean to her. Everyone is judging her. Everyone is treating her different. There's just, ugh, I'm so mad at them. Like, and the thing also is, I feel like her character is being treated as much worse than she actually is even by her family like i it it's meant maybe to imply that she can be a bit of a selfish person but i'm not reading it like i don't get the vibe from the character that she is selfish just because she wants to be more important i think also the thing is she starts off the movie being like presents are the most important thing like i think uh, yeah. they're they're trying to because they have a limited time, they're trying to establish by the actions of other people who this character is so that they can perform a change over the course of the movie to make her worthy of becoming Santa. Um, which, yeah, spoiler alert, she becomes Santa at the end. That Spoiler alert after giving the spoiler. <laughs> well. It's out there. I had warned people there's going to be spoilers. Right, so I think it's meant to imply that this is the kind of person she is, and that's why no one besides the blatant, like, it's got a, uh, Santa is a boy, uh, why no one would have ever considered her to be sort of a replacement. Until the end of the movie where... Where she, it becomes obvious that yeah. she has well, grown, it, and yeah. she has... I, I, is it so much her... Well, it is her growth in the sense that she does give her speech, which convinces everyone that she is right for the part. It's not her growth that puts her up for the part. That's her brother who does that. Not because he saw her grow, but because he sees her abilities that right. mimic abilities that Santa should have, which he does not have. Right. I I think it's very cute, though. I think it's very... Yeah, no, it's a good movie. It's a solid Christmas movie. I mean, it's rare that a Christmas movie is a masterpiece. Um, they're not really 
made for that purpose. They're made to bring happiness. And I think it delivers on that. Right. Um, it's a good cast. It's a solid cast. Yeah. Like, again, Anna Kendrick is great. Uh, Charlene Plain. Bill Hader. Yeah. Like, it's a very, very good cast. So there's not not much to complain about on that front. Um yeah, it's just, it's a good Christmas movie. It's, again, it's... I love the costumes. Oh, yeah. I no, love all of Noelle's clothes. Great. Yeah, her clothes super are super cute. cute. The design of everything, like, because how do you bring something new to a story that's been told hundreds of times and to a place that's been shown hundreds of times? Right. So I do like the way that they managed to rejuvenize, in a sense, the image of the North Pole. Right. Where it's it's a village and it's an actual little city in its own right. Because a lot of movies, I feel, will display the idea of the North Pole as really more of a straight-up factory. Right. Whereas this is actually a little village in its own right. Uh, I like that they address the fact that it's a cold place to live in. Like, they are comfortable living there because they always have, but they have to dress accordingly to the cold. Like, right. They're not just walking around in leggings and hats that don't cover their ears and, you know, they're wearing clothes that you would wear in a cold environment. So I do like those aspects where they did kind of bring a new light to the idea of living up in the North Pole and what life in the North Pole would be like. And obviously the concept of a woman Santa is... But I... Okay, so I know some people are going to judge it because of the fact that, no, they're just trying to pander to blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Um, We need more movies where those kind of rules are challenged because... Not even necessarily because she is a woman that becomes Santa, but because Santa is an idea. Right. And Santa is... Anyone can be Santa. So long as you share the values... Right. ...of Santa. So... And I think it's important that... um, The end, it's not that they're like, oh, well, you could never be Santa because you're a woman. They're like, oh... We just didn't think about it. Yeah, we assumed. We assumed it was going to be your brother because that's just how it goes. It's always been a man. Right. But it's not specifically in the rules. And then, you know, again, when she comes forward and the idea is brought up that she could be Santa's replacement or be Santa herself, nobody really reacts in a way that's, this is crazy because she's a woman it's more of a okay well tell us we need to know that you can inspire the spirit of christmas in others so right that's kind of her trial it has nothing to do with whether she's a boy or a girl i think one of the things that noel reminded me of is the santa claus 2 because when nick leaves the cousin is put in charge of Christmas and he kind of 
<laughs> he's a terrible that. Santa. And he's like, there's only a few good children. Like in Santa Claus 2, when Toy Santa takes over, and he's like, these there kids are no good, good children in the world. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. The same kind of plot Just point. Just like, oh, that kid is bad because they didn't floss. And he sends out notices. Yeah, like improve. Please improve this behavior and you might get a present next year. Like, rude. I did see a a post online which was great about how adults in Christmas movies never believe in Santa, but then there's always gifts under the tree that did not come from them. And they're just like, well, okay. Like, fair enough. Shouldn't they be wondering or do they think they bought it? I just. Well, I think because a lot of Christmas movies also center around nuclear families. So I think you're meant to to possibly think that the dad thinks the mom got those presents or the mom thinks the dad got those presents and they just don't talk about it. So, uh, But obviously we're seeing more and more movies where the idea of family is challenged because a family unit can be many different things. In this movie, in In this fact. movie specifically where this little boy's father, who Noel meets, is, well, who's also a private investigator, um is divorced and you know it's obviously going to be a different kind of christmas and it's a in that kind of instance yes if there was a present he hadn't put under the tree that just showed up on christmas morning he should have some questions but he knows he knows he's in the know yeah he's in the know now and i guess he wasn't that's his first christmas as a divorcee so maybe in the previous year he just assumed it was the his the wife, mom yeah took care of the presents. Still strange. Yeah, it's a it's a weird world to live in. The world of a Christmas movie. Jewish people still exist though. Yes, that's that's that was actually a really good part of the movie where she's doing her run at the end. And she's going down the chimneys and then she just steps in and it's a Jewish family eating Chinese food. And they're just like, we're Jewish. And you can tell this is not their first rodeo. This is not the first time Santa stumbled down their chimney while they're trying to eat their Chinese food. And they have to be like, just move along. Please leave. (laughs) Don't do you not see our menorah? I mean, I don't think they're doing. I don't think it's a rude moment. It's just the. I mean, you, you I think I would. I think I would be a annoyed. Little, I guess, like, can, if it happens, it's like multiple it's times like when telemarketers call you over and over. I was like, I asked ten times before to be called to be put on the do not call list. I told Why you, you I'm still, not interested. Like, like, can you just note down my address and? <laughs> Stop coming down my chimney, please. <laughs> please. This is a normal night for me, and you're kind of disrupting it right now. You are. And now I have to explain to my children why there is a stranger coming out of our chimney. It's... <sighs> anyway, so yeah, that was a fun little moment. Yes. I I agree. I think it was very nice. I think there was a lot of cute little moments in yeah. the movie like this. And I liked that it was set in uh, Arizona because... Most Christmas movies are set places where it's going to be snowing, snowing yeah. and cold. And they were like, "No, we're gonna set it in Arizona, where it does not snow, and it will be very hot, and it'll be a fun kind of uh, foil 
for Noelle, who is used to this cold and does not want to leave her cold clothes behind because... They're so cute. They're so cute. She's serving a look. She can't just... She's always serving looks. Yeah. Costume designer on this movie deserves props. Definitely. I don't know who it is, but good job. (laughs) All right. So what's... uh, Well, I mean, there's no villain in here. The villain is... The villagers are, like, jerks, as I said, but... The villain is poverty. (laughs) I guess that's true. And in at least one point, the villain is poverty. (laughs) Yeah, because they do go to a shelter. And this little deaf girl asks for a job for her mom for Christmas. Which is is the sweetest, saddest thing I watched. (laughs) It's kind of like that video where they bring in... Have you seen on the on the internet? There's a video and they bring in all these kids, uh, who come from families with lower incomes, and they ask them what they want for Christmas, and uh, like obviously they've talked to them about that before, I assume, because then they have the thing that they want most for Christmas, but then they also have something for their parent so like in a case there's a jewelry piece for a mother or I don't remember all of them but and then the kids are told basically you can either keep this gift for yourself or you can take this gift for your parent oh and every single child picks the gift for their parent of course they do of course as a child if that had been done to me or if it was like you can take this for yourself or you can take this for your siblings because when you don't come from a lot you share yeah like i don't know i'm sure some people who come from more comfortable families if they had put it to the test there would still have been kids who would have pick something for their parent, but I don't think it would have been all of them. I don't think the ratio would have been the same at all. Um, so yeah, that was a little unrelated aside there. It's about the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, the spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas spirit is of giving. giving. Yeah, I love Christmas. I love giving. <laughs> Gifts is my language of love. Yeah, so I think this movie en- encompasses that because Noelle does talk in her, her speech, which is very good. She talks about what Christmas is really about and it is about this spirit of giving and love and it's a very poignant motion moment in the movie that I think stands up well and I think the movie itself has the possibility of becoming a Christmas classic that a lot of people will watch year after year. I think I will be one of those. I do think this is a movie that I'm gonna add up to my lineup of Christmas movies, which admittedly I didn't watch that many Christmas movies this year. I'm kind of regretting that now. There's a few that I'm like, I wish I had watched this one. I mean, nothing stops me from watching it once Christmas is over, but you know, it just comes from that feeling of leading up to Christmas and you're watching your favorites. Exactly. Um, and yeah, this I do believe this will get added to the lineup. So rewatchability... It's funny because rewatchability is like once a year, but it's not because it's bad. It's because, I mean, I might watch it more than once a year. Nothing stops me. It's seasonally appropriate. Yeah, nothing stops me from watching a Christmas movie in the middle of July. I listen to Christmas music in August, like, 
It's a curse. Yeah, she doesn't like that. Uh, so yeah, rewatchable, definitely. And what about a rating for the movie? What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a solid 7. I am also, I was also thinking about a 7. Um, like it's, it's not, it's not my favorite. It has not become my favorite Christmas movie of all time. There are still movies that I would watch above this one if I'm getting in the mood for the season. What is your favorite Christmas movie of all time? You're putting me on the spot. Yeah, you have to like it. You have to go with your heart. Oh my god. Uh, uh, I, I guess right now, really, what's coming to mind is the Santa Claus. I think the Santa Claus. I like the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus Two is my favorite live action Christmas movie of all time. I uh, like the Santa Claus better than the Santa Claus Two. I do not. I <laughs> uh, love me a good romance. <laughs> My favorite, but the year without a Santa Claus. Animated. As an animated movie. Well, Claymation. Claymation is a... It's not the same It's not live action. Yeah, no, but it's not the same thing. Anyway, uh, so I think overall, and yeah, I'll I'll add it to my list of things to watch every year. Also, very underrated Christmas classic of mine is a Smoky Mountain Christmas with Dolly Parton. You talk about I... not liking cheesy movies <laughs> and you watch Smoky Christmas Mountain Christmas. Christmas is different. Christmas is different. Christmas movies are what they are and a Smoky Mountain Christmas is just wonderful. Listen, they would play on TV when I was little. I would watch it every year. It actually is so hard to find. You on have DVD. it on DVD. I have it on DVD, but it's not like, it's not a straight up DVD. It's a, someone made a DVD. Like they had it, they burned a DVD, they made a little pamphlet image for the DVD case. It's very homemade. Wow, we're just talking straight up piracy on this podcast. <laughs> we're just talking about illegal stuff now. We're striminals. I, I don't think there's a notice in front of that movie. We're not criminals because it was actually burned. Just, just old-fashioned criminals. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> there you have it, everyone. For this holiday, you learned Marie is a thief. Well, I mean, I'm saying that. Maybe it just looks homemade. Who knows? She's backtracking real <laughs> fast now. She's like, whoa, whoa, what? what? No, 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 no. I legitimately purchased a Smoky Mountain Christmas. It's not for sale anywhere. I swear to God. Like, I looked everywhere. I looked on Amazon. I looked in stores. It's just not a movie you can find. Watch. Um, oh, this is what I got. This looks exactly the same. Okay, you can, in fact, find it on Amazon, everyone. Yeah, but that and that's where I got it. Okay. And like this is what the case looks like. It just looks really bad. That's maybe that's why I thought it was a homemade because it looks terrible. Yeah, well. The movie yeah, this is It's a great movie. Don't don't come down. We're not this. talking about Smoky Mountain Christmas. What we are talking about is Noel. <laughs> well, we're pretty much done talking about Noel, I think. All right, so overall, we got into the holiday spirit. We watched a couple of movies. Next year, we'll watch a couple more. I mean, we did watch other movies on Disney+. Plus. We watched The Santa Claus. We watched The Santa Claus 2. Um, we watched them up at Christmas Carol. But we decided Noel is new. 
Full Court Miracle is the only Hanukkah movie. So those were our choices. We hope you enjoyed this much shorter podcast, much more heavy on on chatting. But yeah, and uh, I hope you had a great holiday season, whatever it is that you celebrate. And that it was everything you wanted it to be, even if that's nothing. Yes. And the um, Gregorian New Year's coming up, so have a happy new year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going to release a podcast on New Year's Day, but... Oh, we might. We'll see. Whatever. Whenever you're listening to this. (laughs) Yep. So... Until next time, enjoy your magical streaming. Bye-bye.